que nadie se, se ofenda, pero hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Good evening. Welcome to episode 65 of the Star Era. Today we got Bill, we got Oscar. Kenny is late, but he let us know. Obviously he'll be here shortly. Gentlemen, how are we? Hey, boys, how are you doing? Very good, very good. How's everybody doing? Oscar's got all the alcohol behind him, ready to go. Yeah, after the, after this past week, yeah. All right, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> today we got a couple different topics. We got Benfica 3, Barcelona 0. Um, big win in the Champions League. Uh, we had then a defeat at home against Portimonense, a, a result that we definitely didn't expect. Um And then we had a big historic moment this weekend on Saturday, um, elections for Benfica, uh, biggest turnout in terms of elections. Um, and we have a new president elect the 34th of our club. And we will talk about that. And then we will have our predictions for, uh, the upcoming, uh, Tassa Portugal match against, uh, Trofens this weekend before we travel to Munich to take on Bayern. Um, Start with Barcelona game, uh, a game that I think we all agreed that it was an opportunity to take three points against um, a Barcelona that is is a bit wounded. Um, came out 3-0, maybe a result that we didn't expect. At least none of us predicted it. Um, we came out with the the lineup that we probably all would have expected, with the, the exception of you know we were playing with the idea of if we. If JJ decided or thought about this, we would do that. But um, Vlaco Dimos, Vertongo, Otamendi, Verissimo, Grimaldo, João Mario, Weigel, Lazaro, um, Darwin, Yaramchuk, and Rafa. Uh, a game that we scored early, and then I think it just completely changed the complexion of the game. Um, Oscar, I'm going to start with you. What were your thoughts on the game? And I know that you were going back and forth with Kenny, and hopefully he'll join Uh, soon, but uh, about right, we we beat a name, we didn't beat a big club. Um, so tell us, tell us what your thoughts are on this game. 
All right. So Barcelona, we all know it's wounded, right? They they they're not the same team that we're used to seeing from from that side. Um, we played the perfect perfect game against Barcelona. I think is um we I at least expected Barcelona to have most of the ball, and it proved it, it was a fact sixty percent to forty percent. And and you can say that like uh, oh yeah, but because we can see we scored early, so we we kind of counterattack. They just played Atletico Madrid. Same thing. Barcelona is known for having the ball. That's it. I don't care who they put in; they have possession. And Benfica played the perfect, perfect system because they counterattacked. They had space behind the defenders in, in Barcelona, right? Barcelona had, having the ball, they're going to play up the field with Darwin and Rafa on the sides. They have the kind of counters counter attack that the, would give them problems. So I think Jesus got it right. He played a perfect system. He played the perfect setup. He, he, and he scored in, a, in, a, in 10 minutes in. Easily could have been 1-1. You guys all know that. Yeah. The John, the John could have, I don't know how they missed that, that goal. But he's offsides but, if it ends right. up going in. Right, right. So or you hope he is. <laughs> right. So, but, it, but, but if that goal, if that, if that counted, it would have been like, I don't know how they, they missed that. Right. So the, the game could have changed, but it could have, if doesn't matter. Right. right. If he could score, they scored their chances. And they won a perfect game. In my in, in in my view, that was a beautiful, perfect game for Benfica. Can we uh, make the mark of this? It was like <laughs> five minutes and like forty seconds. Oscar said JJ got it right. He did. I mean, yeah, that might but, but that might got... be the only time Oscar is going to give him credit today. Ever. Today, oh, wait, wait, wait until later on. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's coming. Um, <laughs> and just for stats wise, Benfica had twelve shots, six on target, um, at four corners against five. Um, we had 42% possession against 58. Um, uh, Barcelona had eight shots, um, one on target, which I'm assuming is the one that Lucas Verissimo, uh, took out. Um, but that's two games in the champions league. Uh, and Barcelona basically has one shot on target in 180 minutes of football in the champions league, which is completely surprising. Um, I have a question that I'll ask you guys after, but I'll let Bill go. What were your thoughts on on this game? No, I, I agree with a, a, a lot of what Oscar said. Uh, I think Benfica came into the game with the idea of counterattacking, right? They weren't going to come into this in, in boss possession. I don't think that, that's ever going to happen against a Barcelona team, no matter how uh, wounded they are, no matter who's in there. Like Oscar said, they're going to they're gonna keep possession of the ball. <clears throat> and Benfica lined up and, and had the perfect tactic, right? Sit back, um, defend tight, uh, and then hit him on the counter. We have the pace with with Darwin and, and Rafa on the wings. And Yoram Chuck did an unbelievable job with his back to the net in this game. He didn't have a lot of like opportunities where he had he had like scoring chances, but he did very well holding the ball up and kind of waiting for the team to get up uh, up the field with him. Um, and then. I mean, Rafa, again, sitting in that, like, number 10-ish role um, causes all sorts of havoc um, in those those tight spaces. Um, I, again, it was a perfect opportunity for Benfica to play Barca, and we took advantage of the chances we had. Um, it definitely could have been 1-1 with that that chance early on from, uh, was it De Jong? Yeah, De Jong. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one. That could have changed things. If they had tied that up, that definitely would have changed the game around a little bit, but didn't go in, and Benfica took advantage of the chances they had. Uh, and, I, and I guess the topic to, to cover here is um, 
right? We talk about Barcelona's wounded. Barcelona is not the same team that they were before. Um, but at the end of the day, right? And, and, and at least from my perspective, right? When I say that this is an opportunity for Benfica to take points against the Barcelona team, that's not the same that we're used to. I'm saying that, right? Like on paper, they still have talent, right? It's just that they're not able to put it together at this point, whether it's the players, whether it's the manager, whatever you want to call it. Um, but when you look at their lineup, right? Like, right. And Oscar said, we beat a, a big name. We didn't beat a team. Right. And, and to some extent, I agree with that, right? We didn't beat it. We didn't beat the Barcelona that is playing to what we, we know they should be capable of. Right. But when we look at their lineup, right, they got some big names in terms of international players, right? Ter Stegen, Piquet, uh, Frankie de Jong, Sergio Busquets, Serginho Dest. I don't know if he plays on the national team anymore, he the case anymore. Is, but uh, Memphis Depay, Luke de Jong, right? So they have half that st- uh, Pedri, right? Like at least half of that starting 11, Sergio Roberto. Half that Frank, starting Frankie, 11. Frankie de Jong. Yes, yeah, I, I said him too. I right? so, so you got Ter Stegen, Pique, Sergio Busquets, Frankie de Jong, uh, Sergio Roberto, Pedri, Memphis Depay, and Luke de Jong, right? So you got eight players right there that um, either start or are regulars on their national team. Right. And I feel like it's easy for us um, to devalue what we achieved before we value what we achieved. Do you not see it like that? Also, I guess I'm interested to hear kind of what your thought process is here. And I wish Kenny was here because I know he would have an opinion. My, my, my idea is like Barcelona hasn't proven that these players can play together. Right. They, the, this season they beat a few teams like Getafe, I believe, and all, all that. But any big, big opponent they lost to or got killed by, right? They played Bayern, demolished. They played Atletico Madrid this this past weekend, also couldn't get anything anything going. So they might have, like because half of those players for Barcelona play for the the national Spain's national team, and you can see how what they just did against France. They could have easily gone and won the the nations league right and half of them gavi is in it like all those guys are playing for barcelona so like so to me is like they they're a rebuilding team they're building this team with a young talent and will be good but they're not good right now i don't think they they don't they don't have everything together to to compete i agree with that um but i think that there's still some uh i guess some some value or some merit that we we should give right again i know that it's a we probably haven't faced an opportunity to beat a barcelona team in our lifetime right, right. and and we haven't done it since the 60s um so and again we made history but i think that again obviously they're not the same team as we would expect the same team that we're used to um but i feel like we should give a little bit more credit than maybe discredit our opponent's current state which is clear and obvious but on paper um they still have some some pretty talented players and let's be honest after Benfica scored there was probably about a 20 minute period there that Barcelona completely controlled the game in the first half I mean yeah Benfica was was sitting back Barcelona was moving the ball well they created a couple chances but they didn't have the final decision but they still are Barcelona at the end of the day Bill what are your thoughts no I I agree and I, I think we had this this conversation on our group chat where Oscar said he wouldn't take anyone from Barca yeah, and put him yeah. on Benfica starting eleven. Curious of and, this one. <laughs> and I look, I look, I just look at their starting eleven, and I can probably name 
three, maybe four that I would take on Benfica starting eleven. Like no, no, I, 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 I would ask. No, my question was my. I didn't say they were not good to start on Benfica. I said I wouldn't take anybody from Benfica starting eleven for him to replace him with a Barcelona player. I like, like who would you take out? You take out the, the who do you? I mean, so, I, I the, the goal. I gave they're Stegen for me. I would. Okay, that, yeah. that, and I gave you yeah. that. I yes. gave you that. Frankie, then, Frankie, Pedro, Frankie de Jong, Pedro, take out who is what my question was. Any of our midfielders, they're better. I think they're better than any of the midfielders we have. And yeah, I love yeah. our midfield right now. Yeah. But those those I, two players yeah. right there are so talented. I know they I would are. take I, them. I, I would take them that. over any of I would take them over Vigel and Dramadio. So and, and I love our midfield. But, but I, those I two see, players are so talented that I would I would take them over. Absolutely, but we, we, but like we have the system where Vigo is a defensive. Correct. Jean right. is number eight. But saying, but we're talking perfect world, right? Like they come right. in, they fit the system straight away. Right. They fit like a glove, right? I think it. I agree with Bill, right? I would take, and I would even probably go as take far Busquets. to say Sergio Busquets as well. Like <laughs> that three midfield triangle between Pedri, De Jong, and Busquets, I think is should be talented. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, at the at, I, when it comes to Barcelona right now, it's I think it's more the manager than the players. Yeah. Right. If you if you put another manager, if you put Pep there with this squad, they're challenging for. I'm not, not saying Champions League, but they're challenging for La Liga, guaranteed. And I still think they will, but they're they're yeah. far below what they sh- their output should be based on the team that they have. Yeah, on you guys. Right. Another thing is, you guys have to understand is the teams that play go to Barcelona and play Barcelona today. They're not scared of them because if you if you but if you think Darwin going to Barcelona if Messi and Suarez were playing on the eleven you think he'd be open to play just like uh, freely no he would be probably shitting his pants by looking at Messi and Suarez on the field because he's young and and now looking at a bunch of Gavis and this and that they're like these are kids we can play against them yeah no I mean it definitely doesn't it doesn't bring that intimidation that it did when you had teams like Iniesta and Xavi and Messi, yeah. right? And those, and you know, Puyol and the guy. Puyol and yeah. and Eto and those guys, right? But I mean, this still, this team still <laughs> should be performing much better. But if you look at this team side by side with a lot of teams in Europe, in terms of talent, their output should be far superior to what it is. And and time will tell, right? The fact that they still held on to Coleman, I think, makes gives a little bit of credibility to the fact that people are saying that they can't afford to fire him and bring someone else in because yep. I mean, the results haven't been good. A team like Barcelona. And, and when you think about it, Barcelona invested this year more money on their B team than they did on their A team. They didn't invest any money on their A team. It was all free transfers. Like, and that just goes to show you like the current state that they're in. But you, you, you look at this. What Coleman did for Barcelona is what Luis Enrique did for Spain. Exact same thing. It's pinning out for Luis Enrique in Spain. It's not pinning out. Oh, for rebuilding. Rebuilding. They took out he, all the guys. All the they guys. Had more were, time. Yeah, right, but he took out all the guys yeah. that were like there for a long time. Sergio yeah. Ramos and all them. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 Carvalhas. Oh, and he just rebuilt with these young guys. And he went to a final in Nations League and in the Euro, he actually performed pretty well. He like, like who did they who did they lose to in the it was semifinals, right? I believe Spain. it was. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, the difference I think is, it's not. A, a bad result, I think, from the national level isn't as bad because the games are so sh- uh, spread out, right? Whereas Barcelona is week in and week out, right? And they're just they're getting pummeled by the fans. They're in chaos and turmoil, and it's just a complete shit show for them. And I would be surprised if he's still there when we play them again. But the way it's going, like if they haven't pulled the plug now, 
it, shit's gonna have to be really bad for them to do it. I just, I just, I'm look, I look up the standings in La Liga. They're ninth. Correct. Yeah, so they have some games in hand. And I'm gonna get a points behind. Oh, they have one game in hand. They have and one five. game in hand. And so they'll five be points if they win. They're two. So they're two points behind if they win. If oh, they win, that's, yeah. that's that's they're still in the race. Yeah. Easy. But again, they've only lost two games this season, all season, in all competitions: Bayern and Benfica. So, I mean, even though they're doing poorly in the and league, now Wolf, and now Atletico Madrid. Yeah, and Atleti. Um, so they've lost three, three in all competitions, right? So they're three, three, and three this year in all competitions. Um, so again, time will tell. Uh, second time around at the Camp Nou, it'll be an interesting to see how how things have panned out for them over the next month. But uh, either way, I thought it was a, a good performance. Uh, Oscar, I wanted to get your thoughts on Bill mentioned Yadamchuk. Um, for me, I thought Darwin had his best game since he joined Benfica. What do you think? Yeah, he, he had the space, and Darwin is 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 needs the space behind the defense. He needs to run. And because he can give Darwin the ball and for him to get away from three players on this in a tight spot, he can't. That's not Darwin's play. His, his play is the guy kicks the ball over the, the defense and he chases it. And that's how the first goal happened. Vigo <laughs> kicked it to the corner and he chased it and he just smoked the guy on speed. It, that's 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 his play. Did anyone else think that his first touch was super heavy until it ended up working out? Of course it was. He, when he cut in, I'm like, if the other guy just made one move towards the ball, it wouldn't be a goal. I think well, he just caught him flat was his, Yeah. Were his stepovers like clumsy was, as all hell? Like, I don't know how the hey, defender but, got like all mixed I, up with the stepovers. I, it's, like, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because I was looking at his stepovers and, I, and then I and I went back and I saw the Ronaldo and Yugawisho against the Sergio Ramos. Like, when he cut, when he took Sergio Ramos, I'm like, yeah. There's a, a, a guy that plays soccer and another one that just like plays in the fucking recreo. Or some hey, shit. it worked. It totally left. I don't even know who that defender was. It might have been Sergio. Yeah, right? I think no, I think it was no, Garcia. 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 Was it him? Yeah, yeah. Dude, he torched the shit out of him. He yeah. left him flat-footed. So whatever the hell he did, it worked. Yeah. Um, it's called speed. Yeah. Uh, Match uh, MVP of the match, uh, goal point has Weigel 7.5. Um, Darwin is 6.8. Oscar, who do you give it to? Man, we we performed as a team. I, I, if I could give it to our defense for not allowing a shot on net, I would give it to them. We see those guys blocking the balls, but then, but then again, Darwin scored two goals at the end of the day, and nobody stood out more to me than, than Darwin because of the two goals and because he had a good game. So I'll give it to Darwin. Okay, Bill. No, I, I I agree. I think Darwin's the easy one for me. I think Lucas Verissimo played out of his mind in this game. I mean that that save on the um I can't remember who shot it, but the Luke Frank De Young headed it back. Was it Luke De Young? Yeah. Yeah. And he and he he made the save on that was on that. I mean the fact that he kept kept on and coming back instead of just. I mean everyone else kind of stopped, and he made the run back that was unbelievable i thought he played he played well and i mean i think you could probably pick anyone in the yeah. starting 11 and you you wouldn't and, have and, like and a bad argument at, yeah and even joe mario and vigo in the middle they, yeah. they they completely controlled busquets and whoever was there with busquets like it was it was it was good it was good to see I mean, even I it was more the, defensively but it was it was good to see those guys i think the game changed a lot too when they had to take pk out or when they took PK out before, yeah, he should have got sent off. Got sent off because when they took PK off, they moved. I don't know why. 
Frankie the Young back into that like yeah. center back role, which completely and they lost the midfield, yeah, because yeah. he was controlling the game. He yeah. literally was controlling everything, mm-hmm. and he was the only one making those like deep runs from yep. the midfield into Benfica's attacking uh, attacking half. So when he did that, it completely changed Barca's game and it fucked them. Yeah, second, yeah, you could tell. You could tell second half was it, it was that's where we we shine because first half we scored yeah. that goal and there was it was Barcelona for most of the first half. Yeah. To, right, and everything now. was going through the young Frankie yeah. the young controlled. Kenny, case. Kenny, right on cue before we jump away from this, and uh, Kenny, give us your thoughts on this game. And I and we already kind of touched briefly on Oscar's comments in the chat about how we we beat a big name, but we didn't necessarily beat a big team. I can't remember the exact wording, but it was more or more or less along those lines. Um, give us your your feedback. Uh, uh, you're, you're muted. You're muted. Unmute yeah, yourself, talking. rookie. <laughs> there you go. There we go. No, yeah. So uh, sorry, I'm late to the party today. It's been a busy afternoon, um, but no, I mean this this game feels like it was such a long time ago. Um, but to, to Oscar's point, I mean, I guess I understand what he means by that. But it's still, I mean, it's still one of those victories that it, it, there's a morale thing to it, right? I mean, it just, whether Barcelona's not at its top level, 3 nothing. I mean, it wasn't like it was a one nothing game or a tie or whatever. Like, you, you beat Barcelona at home pretty convincingly, um, 3-0 victory. So, you know, all in all, I think it was a, it was a good win. I think it builds momentum. Uh, clearly it didn't build momentum. <laughs> That's not what to say. But, uh, but no, I mean, for, for the, for champions league in itself, right. It puts us right back into the picture. I think, you know, I, I think, you know, maybe Bayern doesn't, you know, maybe they play a little bit differently. Maybe they don't, uh, maybe, you know, they, they kind of treat us a little bit differently. I don't know, but it, I think it puts us back in the running for it, uh, or, or to get through, uh, the group stages, um, and I loved it. I mean, the fans loved it. The players loved it. So it was good. It was a good victory. Who would you say was your MVP? Uh, I would think Weigel. Okay. Good, good pick. Um, before we jump across the next game, uh, Kenny touched on it a little bit here, but I'll ask Bill and Oscar and Kenny, feel free to add. But uh, what do you guys, how do you guys feel about, uh, progressing to the next round. I know Oscar is going to be of the mindset of, well, now we play Bayern Munich two times, so we're not in a good spot, blah, blah, blah. Um, but let me know what you guys think. I think, you know, we currently have four points. Bar- Bayern Munich has six. Dinamo has one. Barcelona has zero. Um, I believe Dinamo goes to Camp Nou now, and then they go to Barcelona, goes to Kiev. Uh, we go to Munich, and then we receive Munich at home. Um, I like we've talked about before, and I think a game away to Bayern Munich, I think you basically just have to chalk it off as as a most likely defeat. Um, if you come away with any points there, it's it's a massive, massive result. Um, at home, I think Benfica is capable of at least pulling a draw, especially if we lose in Munich. That puts Bayern with nine, puts us with four, and even if Barcelona wins, they have three. Dinamo has one, right? So so Bayern's in cruise control with a six point gap and pretty much qualified, right? Then it's just a matter of, do they want to go first or second? So the second game at home, um, really it's like, okay, do we lose, if we lose there, right? I think it maybe facilitates that home game. If we get points there, I think it makes the home game more difficult. Um, 
But Bill, I'll start with you. How are you feeling about after that result going into the last four games of the group? I think you got to you got to feel good, right? You just got a good result against Barcelona, right? You're sitting second. Um, yeah, we have Bayern away is a is a huge um, is a huge task, right? To get any kind of points in in Munich is is going to be difficult, but I think with with having Barca and Dinamo the last two games, I think we're in a pretty good spot to to qualify, even if we don't get a result against uh, Bayern. Oscar, you agree? Are you still pessimistic here? No, no, I'm going to be pessimistic because because that's the that's the reality. Like we, I said it from the beginning, beating Dinamo was a must, home and away. That's the team that we have to be no matter what. Uh, beating Barcelona is a is, we were expected in order to go in first first or especially second place, we had to beat Barcelona or get points from Barcelona, right? Uh, we did that, but but we needed those six points against Dinamo. Um, because if right now if we get if we get the six points against Dinamo, this part, win against Barcelona basically puts us through, right? And now with four points, four points, and we play, we're gonna play, we, we most likely gonna be Dinamo at home. If we lose to Barca to to Bayern both games, right? If because that's very we're yep. capable of losing those two games. Those games yep. are most like a, a you know our chances are very limited. We have to go to Camp Nou to go to go through in the Champions League. So right. so so Camp Nou Camp Nou we could we in in this is until we, I think we go to Camp Nou like already next year, right? No, we go to Camp Nou. I'll tell you right now. So we play Bar we play Bayern next week. We play Barcelona the twenty third of November, so a month okay. from now. So we have one. They have one month to get their shit together. Like we like we talked about this earlier. They have a, a quality squad. They just have to play as a team, right? So they have one month to get their shit together. Playing a Camp Nou is not going to be like uh, like we just did right now and decided to lose. It's not even close. If we lose that game at Barcelona, we can get our chances goodbye to fast forward. We go to Europa. That's, well, depends. That's, that's, depends that, on the next two games. Depends on the next two games with, yeah. with Barca. If they, if they beat both those, it, no, I'm talking about Barca. Even Barca. Oh, Barca oh, drops, depends depends what they do. Barca drops points against Dinamo. Yeah, but but because because every team, Barcelona, Benfica, and Bayern are expected or came into this to this group thinking, okay, we get six points against Dinamo, and then let's fucking fight for the rest, right? But Benfica is the only one so far that hasn't done it. So, so I just want to add. So, Oscar, go, coming into this, right? You said we had you we had to beat Dinamo, and we had to at least steal steal a point from Barcelona, right? Because correct. So, where are we any different, right? Because because the head to, the head, where we different right now is we 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 didn't get the six points to against Dinamo so far. No, no, but but we we only expected to get you only expected to get one out of Barca. You got no, three. Now. Get point. You're get in the point. same position. You're in the no. same position that you would have just reversed. You're no. still sitting at four points. It, you just look, didn't get them from Dinamo. You got them from Barca instead, look, which look, is better because you're head to head. Right. Yeah. So, 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 look at this. If we be, could we be we a be, better? Could we, we be a better? Right. We could add six points and be in way better position than we initially thought. But at the end of the day, we're still. I'm still. Four points is what we all expect, or at least wanted, out of the first two games. Uh, no, I, I, point, point, point wise, I'm just, I just gave you the scenario. If Barcelona beats Dinamo both games, if, and that's a big if, because we yep. expected to beat Dinamo and we didn't, right? Yep. So, but if Barcelona beats Dinamo both games, everybody against Bayern, and plus Bayern's playing uh, is playing um, Barcelona, the last game of the, the last game of the, of the group, right? 
that game is going to be a, probably a B squad playing Barcelona. So if 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 we needed to go through, is it needed? We needed the six points against Dinamo. That's in my 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 opinion. Now Dinamo can steal points against Barcelona and put us back on the on the driver's seat. But if that doesn't happen, we're not in the driver's seat because we could be in, in third place after this next two rounds, and then not in the driver's seat anymore. Fair. I get, yeah, I think it just it depends on. I think it's it more depends on that second game at home against Bayern Munich than the first because again, I think going into it, our expectations are that that Bayern is just much better. They're a well-oiled machine on paper, on the pitch. They're playing very well, but at the end of the day, the ball is round, and you just never know, right? Of course, we're capable of fucking pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Yeah, look, it's it's going to be a tough task. The Bayern games. But, I mean, nothing's gone the way we thought, right? I mean, we thought we would beat Dinamo. We ended up tying. We thought we'd maybe tie Barca. We ended up winning. So, I agree. I think Bayern away is is one thing. Bayern, Bayern at Stade de Luge, maybe we, maybe we come out with a point. Which they could very well be using a B team at that point. Correct. If they right. beat us at home, they got nine points, right? Now they're in cruise control in first place. And I'm and I'm also but, saying Dinamo takes a point from Barca as well. I agree. Yeah, no, I think no, no, take no. And, and that and that could possibly happen. Uh, that that could very possibly happen. But if if Bayern beats us away, right, and in at Bayern, yeah. and Barcelona wins both their games, Barcelona is only behind Bayern three points. So Barcelona, Bayern's not going to go to start to lose to just fuck around. Correct. But again, we're all hypotheticals, right? Right. Of course. <laughs> I I. I said it at the beginning before the group stage started. I be, or after the Dinamo game, I believe that Dinamo takes points from Barcelona in Kiev. Whether they do it in Barcelona, I don't know, but I think they take points in Kiev. Is the Kiev game first, or is it at Kemp? Kemp knows first. But I'll tell you what: if they drop points at home against Kiev, that game in Kiev could end up with no points for Barcelona because then they'll be in an absolute free fall. In the group stage, right? And then where do you put your what eggs do you put your basket in, right? Like they can't really put themselves in a position where financially they're fucked. And right, do they do they continue to go balls to the wall in the in the Champions League and keep falling down the ladder in the in the La Liga, right? Because they need to come in the top three to get Champions League money, right? So if they fall out of Champions League early and they don't make a top three finish in La Liga, like they're gonna go. So after the first Dinamo game, they, they have tough Real- games coming up. They play so they play Valencia this week or on the seventeenth, and then yep. Kiev, and then Real Madrid. Yep. So yeah. they could they could be dropping a lot of points, and then they go to Kiev. So by the yeah. time they go to Kiev for the second game, their season could be. In all Did Coleman get fired yet, or is he still no. there? No, we were just talking about that, and uh, you know, we said that I think it maybe give some credibility to the rumors that Barcelona can't afford to fire him because right. The results haven't been great. They haven't been the worst, but they haven't been great for the, for the name and for the squad that he has. The fact that they haven't pulled the plug yet, regardless of the rumors that we're hearing, right. Is he still going to be there when we play him? Who the hell knows, but it could, it could be bad by then, but we shall see. Um, after a big and triumphant victory against Barcelona, we return home against Portimonense, um, a Portimonense side that hadn't lost away this season yet. Um, they've been they've had a, a pretty decent season thus far, um, taking the three points away that they got against us. They had eleven points 
Um, so they were right around the sixth or seventh place mark. Um, you know, had ha- having a pretty good season. Um, I believe they had scored in every away game that they had played. Um, and they come into the side of the loose in a match that, uh, I mean, the last game before a, um, a international break, um, you know, there's always conversations about players losing and coming into a match after a Champions League match with, you know, motivational levels lower. Uh, it's a different type of adrenaline rush, right? There's all sorts of factors, wh- however you want to take it. Um, the truth is, in my opinion, Benfica in that first half on another day in 10 games, nine of them in that first half, Benfica comes out at halftime with a three or four goal lead. The reality of it is they hit everything but the damn back of the net. Um, they created a shit ton of chances, right? That was one thing that we've always complained about, right? Like we get there, but we don't really create, we don't create chances. We just pass the ball around the final third, but we don't have the final pass. We created a shit ton of chances and we could not put the ball in the net. And for me, it was one of those games that I feel like you have one or two of those every season where you, you just, you try to do everything that you can. And for whatever reason, you could be there for 180 minutes and the ball's never going to go in. Did we expect it to be a home game after a victory against Barcelona against Portimonense? Absolutely not, right? So I think that's the problem, right? Had it been in Portimão, maybe the the criticism wouldn't have been as high given what we created. And then in the second half, I feel like the team just put so much into that first half. In the second half, it was just tired legs. And um, just like we give Jorge Jesus credit for his tactics and decision-making against Barcelona, I think we need to be equally as critical on the other side and, and try to figure out what his mindset was with his substitutions in that Portimonense game. Again, we don't know what's going on in his head. He may have had an idea that to all of us, it makes no sense, but he practices with them. He, he clearly had an idea. It didn't work. Um, Kenny, I'll start with you. Uh, what did you think of this game? Um, anything else that you would add to, to what I just said? No, I mean, I, I, you're right. I mean, you, you pretty much nailed it. I mean, we could have been there all day and probably not score a goal. Um, but I think the difference, I, this is what kind of stood out for me, right? Am I disappointed? Obviously we should have won that game. There's no excuse. We have plenty of opportunities to put one in, you know, there could be blame put on Darwin. There could be blame put on, you know, Rafa went on that play where he could have probably passed the ball across. He took the shot instead. But at the end of the day, I still feel better um, for on this uh, this game because I see a different Benfica from last year, right? Last year, we would lose this game, but we wouldn't, like you said, we wouldn't create the chances, right? It would be, you know, the last, I don't know, 10 minutes of the game, we wouldn't get a shot on goal. We would just be, you know, there would be no urgency. Whereas, there, I mean, I, I can, you know, kind of remember the game now, but like I'm pretty sure towards the end of the, that game, we were still fighting yeah. for the goal. We were, we were still creating chances, putting balls on net. So that's the difference that I see. So I'm I'm okay with that. But at the end of the day, I mean, there, there's no excuse to lose this game. I mean, you got to find a way to put the ball at the back of the net. And, you know, Darwin has some blame there. There were a couple of plays I remember where, you know, there was a ball coming, you know, coming in hard across, uh, from across and all he has yep. to do is put, put a head, put a head on it, it and he completely misses it. So, you know, you, you got to find a way to win, but I mean, that just goes with the territory with Darwin. I mean, it's, you know, learning experiences and whatever, but um, tough loss, man. I mean, we could have gone into this break, you know, and still riding high 
after that Barcelona win. And unfortunately, you know, we, we, we did, we hit it. We had a dumper. It sucked. Yeah. Looking at these stats quickly before I pass it to Oscar, 24 shots, seven on target, um, 68% possession against 32. Um, the goalie made a save on a free kick, made that save on Rafa, made that save on Yaremchuk. I don't even think he knows how the hell he saved it. It just hit him. It reminded me of the save that the goalie made in Kiev. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't for lack of effort. It wasn't for lack of trying, like you said. Um, I just think that no matter like no matter what we did, we threw the kitchen sink at them, and we could not put the damn ball in the net. It wasn't meant to be, unfortunately. Unfortunately, like we said earlier, right, the ball's round, and, and shit like this happens, and they go there once on a corner kick, and, um, you know, they score. So, yeah. Oscar. Well, no, no, Kenny, finish your thought. No, I was I was going to say, and, and you're right, the, the decisions that Jesus made at the end, there were some really some crazy head scratchers. I'll let Oscar touch <laughs> on that because I'm sure he's got a whole spiel on he's that. He's so, got a list, I bet. You could segue into Oscar. He's got a notebook. <laughs> oh, it, it's, it's here. Look at that notebook. He takes uh, more notes now than he did in school. <laughs> oh, fact. <laughs> but – this game to me, it reminded me of the Sturil game that we lost against Pinatu in, in, in a few years back. Remember, we tied and started to lose 0 0, and that game basically yeah. lost as a Campionato, right? It is a game that, that, uh, no matter what we did, that first half, we threw everything at them. You, you're, you're right, right? We kept the possession. And, and to me, my, my biggest criticism on when it comes to this is, is obviously, I'm gonna follow go to Jesus because this year. This guy has the probably the most depth that he, he's had on a team. All right, so for the last few years, Benfica, this is the most depth we've had. Right, and he uses the same eleven that he just played against Barcelona on a, or the same tactic, same same type of idea. They like like I like we talked about this. Barcelona is a, a team that's going to have the ball, move up, and then we have space behind him. He used the same tactic against Portimonense, where we're going to have the ball, we're going to be playing up with no space behind, him, right? So we put Rafa and Darwin to do what? Run into the to the flag, run outside to the stands. Like what? What are they gonna do? What, what kind of tactics do they have? Darwin had a beautiful game against Barcelona, and then he had a shitty game against Portimonense because he basically played he, he played the same idea against against both teams. They can't play both teams the same way, right? And then when when uh, when first half happens, nothing's happening, right? He has players like like uh, Ramos on the on the on the bench. And he puts him on the 80, let me see, 87th minute when it's we're losing 0-1. Right? He has he has uh, uh, well, first of all, the first sub is it scares me, right? He put Gil Diaz for Gilberto when we're we're basically dominating this game, right? And he puts Gil Diaz for a halftime just to waste the sub, maybe. I don't know. Gilberto but I think I understand five. I understand his I think on I that, understand. On that, his okay, on that one. Okay. And then we, we go down one zero. This is on the 66th minute. Yep. And then the first to come back to, after that one, the first thing he thinks about is putting Andre Almeida for Grimaldo. I agree with that one. Uh, Andre Almeida for Grimaldo. Grimaldo is, is, is known to be an offensive player more than Andre Almeida. He's actually created, he created the best two chances Benfica probably had in the game that wanted the header and then the free kick. And he takes Grimaldo out to put Andre Almeida in. All right. And then, oh, maybe that's not going to work. Let's put Adele Tarapt. <laughs> 
<laughs> and for Weigel, maybe that will change the game. What's the fuck are Delta Rat gonna do? Well, I understand his thought process. No, too. it's not gonna. It's not. It's gonna lose ball to go counterattack and go two zero. That's what he's gonna do because he didn't do <laughs> shit. Right? I know he didn't do shit, but I, for me, right. his mindset there is a player that can burn lines and a player that is gonna play that risky pass that we need. All right. And I know so you're why, gonna why, say, why, why not put Peasy? No, no, no. hundred percent. Like, okay, oh, for, that. There, there, there's, there's gonna, there's issues here. It has to be issues between George Zeus and PZ. It I, has I agree. To I agree. There, there has to be because it makes absolutely no sense what, what's happening. Like in a game, we're losing one zero. We have all the possession. We don't need to defend. We need to attack. We need to basically create the final third. And he puts in. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. He puts in a delta rapt over Vigo, right? And then he puts in, he goes, oh, maybe we're not, we're not even, now we're not creating chances. Towards the end of the second half, we're like, almost everything is like, uh, instead of being like, using your head, is using your heart. Everything is like, uh, all over the place. That, oh, maybe shit, that's not going to work. Uh, let's wait until the 87th minute and let's put in Ramos and take out Verissimo, defender. Maybe now we can turn the game and score two goals and after the 87th minute. And then, oh shit, maybe that's not going to work. Maybe we need crosses into the box. So let's take out, let's put Everton and take out the striker that we have in the game. No, I, I agree. I agree. Dude, I, I 100, 100% does not make sense. This game easily could have been won. If he had made subs earlier, the way we're creating chances, the way we're attacking this Portimonense, it was bound to happen. A goal was bound to happen. But not with these subs. These subs only slowed down the game. To me, they only slowed down the game. And it made Benfica worse and worse and worse as the time progressed. That's my thought about this game. No, I agree. And and like I said, just like we should be able to um, give credit where credit is due and to say whoever it is did a good job, um, I equally agree that you know some of these substitutions in this game were definitely head scratchers. Um, but again, at the end of the day, regardless of those substitutions, before those substitutions, Benfica should have put this game away. But I agree. The substitutions should have brought something more to the game and they didn't and and only he knows why he made them and what his thought process was obviously for us on the outside right we don't know what the hell they practice and what their strategies are and their tactics but from us on the outside we're looking at it like like you said right you need you need a goal at least and you bring in a defender for a defender right you need a final pass right and again you can argue okay tarat right okay he's going to give you that but like you said right like you got a guy like peasy right what has Tarapt done, I guess, in fairness, this season to warrant coming in before a PZ, right? I think those are all on, valid on a arguments. game on a game that you you had all the ball, you had all the ball. So who do you trust more with all the ball when you, when it comes to the final third? Yeah, like, no, I agree. I just don't get it. To me, the come out and say, listen, this is what's fuck, what's going on with PZ. Like this is what's happening, and and just like it makes absolutely no sense. One, you're a captain. You, I don't know what the hell's going on. PZ probably. Made love to his wife, took his daughter. I fucking know, <laughs> but like, just come is, on and say it. Is PZ still a captain? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. I like. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I, yes, maybe PZ. Is. Maybe PZ has nudes of JJ yeah, in the when, locker room. When he comes in, everyone gives him the breast of data. But yeah. yeah, what's what has been the timeline with PZ lately? Like the last five games, he Oscar's been right. I mean, he's kind of caught this comes in pretty at, early. If he comes in, he's coming in in like the 80th minute. Eighty-nine or later, or, later, or yeah. he's not playing at all. I'll tell so you, there's right something there, man. There definitely is. His um output this season. Let me see here. Easy has 
Mike, while you, while you while you look yep. for that, I'm just curious. Like, if there's an injury, it's got to be disclosed, right? If there's if there's something going on with him, like, I mean, depends, right? If he's if he's still able to play and he's on the bench, right? I would imagine that the 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 medical staff hasn't said anything, right? But then again, and then Almeida played half of a season two years ago with like a broken, broken fucking bone. bone in his leg, yeah. but he it's was not, playing. It's not like here where you're like if. If a guy's in the in the trainer's room, like they disclose it on like the reports and stuff, over there, like you can be getting treatment for something and no one ever knows. It would be weird if it, if there's some bad bl- bad blood there somewhere. Like I just I can't see Peasy being a a locker room problem. I just I don't I mean, think that's his character. But remember the rumors from a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. What what came out of that? Like I I didn't see anybody come out as a fact. Is rumors like yeah. newspapers sell? Well, that's what that's I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, um, if, you, if it was going see, on, if it you was see going this, on, you see this now, and then you wonder, right? We had we had points of last year. We had the same questions, right? Where I think it was Rafa. We started questioning it again, like, well, the rumors the year before were, and that made the Rafa and PZ were the problem for, was it Lige? I think they were the essentially the but ones that, that made no sense because they had the best hands. season under Lige. They made no sense whatsoever. That, that those rumors kind of like how how do you how do you lay a bed for Lige? Lige? That's what they said. You they laid him a bed so he can leave. When they those two players, Rafa and Pizzi, had their best season that the season. year, but the year before it was the year before when if he took was, over halfway through the year. If there was any time for the newspapers to jump on a rumor, it would be right now. I mean, like they could they could easily. Well, they did. They came out with a, after Benfica lost to Portimonense. They had like a whole page on the oh, journal about Pizzi. Yeah. Oh really? I, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Looking at his games, uh, so against in the Champions League, he started none, substituted on twice. He played a WAP Oscar. I know. Take a deep deep breath here. Have a drink that's behind you to calm the nerves here. He played. <laughs> he participated in both Champions League matches. He got one ma- one minute against Dinamo, and four minutes against Barcelona. Um, in the I cha- go in. Champions League qualifying. (laughs) (laughs) He started three out of the four games. Um, He started against Spartak both games. He started against PSV at home. He was the captain in all three games. He played 65 minutes against Spartak both games and played 74 minutes the first game against PSV. And he was a substitute not used in Eindhoven. And then in the league, he did not play against Moritz in the first first week uh, but he was on the bench second game against Aroca he captained um, the team uh, and he played 57 minutes he played 32 minutes against Joe Vicente he played 45 against Tundela 17 against Santa Clara 1 against Bovista and 24 against Guimarães and then against Portimonense he didn't uh, come in so and he's got two assists this season so I agree I think they're they're there could be something there. He, we've talked about it before. He has had his worst seasons at Benfica with JJ. The his first season at Benfica was JJ's last, and now JJ's back, and he's not being as important to the team. But I think there's a lot of elements there, and we can talk about PZ all day. Um, quickly, Tiago here says até o empate seria tremendamente injusto porque menos não merecia qualquer ponto. Alguns jogadores tiveram horríveis, Darwin e Gilberto, por exemplo, e péssimas decisões de substituições do Jorge Jesus. Concordo. I sense JJ lost confidence with PZ after a few horrible performances. PZ, possible PZ hasn't responded well to being benched. That's a good point. What do you guys think about that? 
I see him coming in. I don't see any any anything like, like if when he said, comes if in. He has he, issues. Like if there were issues there, you would think he wouldn't even have him on the bench, right? Like right. you just leave but then, him up in the stands. But then does that create a bigger issue? Of course it does. If if yeah. if, Be- if Beasley's on the bench and he uses him on the 89th minute when he's a captain, he comes in to just kill t- minutes. It's like it's it, it's legit. Like telling PZ, dude, you're just a you're just like at the bottom right, th- yeah, right now. Yeah, he's definitely sending a message. That's like a that's a I'm sending you a message type of sub. That's not like because even responding playing wise, right? Like how can you how can you respond with your performances if you're just getting a couple of minutes towards the end of the match? You can't. There's no way you can even respond that way. For me, there's something like uh, personal there. There's there's something going on. I'll tell you one thing, and I'm a Benfica. I'm a, I'm legit Benfica, but if if I was on the bench against Portimonense when they in at, at the 95th or 97th minute and I'm busy, I'll be I'll pass by being Jesus and be and walk away. Well, that's that's why we're not professionals. In oh, oh my god, I would not be able to do it. I, I feel like you would say something a little bit. Oh, oh, I would say 100% more, better. Uh, yeah. more. You, would, you would say more like, <laughs> oh, 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 better. oh, chicles oh. do caralho, white food. Oh, chicles do caralho. Vai mamar chicles pra puta que pariu. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, Bill, what were, your, what were your thoughts on this game? We got a little derailed here. Yeah. Um, so I, I missed I missed the first half. I was off doing. Oh, you missed things. the best part. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I look I look at the at the lineup and what I saw in the second half, and there were there were tired legs out there, and and we I know me Kenny and Mike because Oscar doesn't praise JJ at all, but we praised him at the beginning of the year for the squad rotation, right? The depth we have and rotating guys in at the right. It seemed like he was on it, rotating guys in and out at the beginning of the season and this looked like a perfect game to kind of rotate the squad a bit. Right. But hold Coming on. I'm going to stop you there. When he rotates, we complain, right. You're like breaking up the team. You're losing the cohesion, the fluidity. Mm-hmm. Right. But oh, then when he doesn't, no, no, I'm saying like in general, people oh. tend to complain, right? Like yeah. we're, we have a core. It's early in the guys season. Complaining about anything. Right? Everything. It's, it's early in the season, right? Like these guys shouldn't be tired yet. Right. It's early in the season. Why are we, alternate especially now we have an international break coming up right that was at least my mindset like i think i think this is a game that unless and they questioned him after the game in a press conference right like how come you didn't make changes and and george said i and he he confronted the journalist he said how do you know that my players were physically conditioned you don't because my medical staff tell me they have gps's they do tests and my medical staff said that my players are all physically able to play this match with no conditions Right. So I agree with him. Right. Like last game before an international break, like why mess with the system? Right. Like stick with your core. And again, if the first half turns out to be completely different, we're not even having this conversation. Right. right? Fatigue isn't a question. Right. Like we bombarded the (laughs) the first half and then we just had tired legs in the second half. Yeah. But no, but nobody's complaining about the lineup that he started with. Bill was just getting to that point. Finish finish your thought. Yeah. Yeah. Finish your thought. I was saying, I was just saying, like, I, I, in my opinion, I think this would have been a good spot. I would not to rotate the entire squad, but I think to make a few changes to this the lineup that we used against against Barca, I think this would have been a good game to do that. But then and I think the second half shows I mean it could have and it, the first half could have been just the fact that we were just attacking all out attack essentially from what you guys are saying. But then these I'm guys gonna... were just tired after after 45, but having tired legs after 45 minutes 
regardless of how much you're attacking this early in the season, like you guys are saying, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be tired going into the second half. But then I'm going to flip it on you, right? Like you said, this would have been a good game to, to rotate a couple of players, right? Like if this result ends up being the same with a couple of rotated players, we're probably having the other discussion. Why the fuck are we rotating players? Right? You're always like going to playing well, right? It's the same that's thing, all, right? Like that's why we're here. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. <laughs> essentially, yeah. Um, thoughts on your MVP, Bill? I'll start with you. <laughs> I saw the second half, so I didn't get much of a of a a gauge for who played well. Um. Can I pass? Because I, I that yeah, second half I wasn't it, it was say Rafa, dude. Say Rafa. You that second half was like Rafa. scattered all over the place. So you don't have to you don't have yeah. to give a name if yeah. you don't want to. Here's goal point. Goal point gave it to Grimaldo, seven three. Um I was gonna next, give it to Samuel. <laughs> I was gonna say the same <laughs> dude, thing. That would have been yeah. mine. Did he made like three monster saves? Kenny. No, Rafa for me. I mean, he was especially in that first half, the guy was he was create like he was doing everything for us. Um, again, I take it back to that one play where I still think he should have passed the ball. Yes. Across. Yes. Can we talk about this? Guys, preach, come on. Preach, oh my preach. God. This, 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 this comes from Jesus. players that actually play soccer in your life. You, you guys play. Kenny's uh, a like, defender. He never got that yeah, close to the goal. Listen, listen, I know, he has no clue. So when we talk about this on the, on the chat, Oscar, are you, you going to put the, are you, are you, are you, can you put the, the, the replay up? Yes, I'll like get the, any, any, okay, go ahead. Kate. I'll get it. I'll get it. So, Keep so talking. Oscar, I'll find you, it. Yeah. When you, when you brought up the play, you mentioned that he's, he's really on his own and you don't blame him for shooting there. Look, I don't blame him for shooting, but he still had an option and his best option was to pass the ball. And if you do look at the replay, he has two defenders. One, when he gets the ball is on his ass. And the but second, then he gets away from him. Hold on. And the second one slides at him. He get he, he takes right here. Wait, 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 right here. So he steps from that guy. by himself, Look. by himself. So what are you gonna do there? What's he gonna do there? The final pass. He has a guy in between the, him and Yada. What's he gonna do there? Tell me. Tell, after when he passes the last guy, he has the goalie and then a guy between him and Yada. A guy well, between he, him and Yada. Right there, he, he can pass. If you don't think he has time to make that pass? No. Arwin touches that in. Look. Uh, go to Look. the first angle. Hold on. Right, no, right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Watch. He passes that guy. Then watch this right guy there. catch up to Yada. Pass. Right pass there. Where the guy's sliding at him. He's getting away from him. What do you awesome. even after the slide? Even after the slide, he can still right there. Where's he passing now? No, dude, he had time. Dude, he had dude. time to pass it. He, he could have no passed it right there. Here's if he had time to pass it. He's a striker. You should he's shoot not a striker. That. He's not let's, a striker. Let's, 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 let's go back. Wait, yeah. Now he passes. If he passes, he's offside. Darren's offside. He's not offside. He is offside. Listen, I guarantee I, Kenny. Watch, watch this. I mean, he's, he's offside. He was the referee from France. He's offside right here. He's on. offside. He's behind him. He's behind him. Okay, it could be. Is this a 50-50 chance right there? That he's Listen, off. I'm not. I'm not faulting him for taking the shot. Correct. But he does have an option, and the better option is to pass the I ball. Agree. It I agree. I agree with that. Guaranteed goal. It would have guaranteed goal. It would have been a better option just because he didn't score. Look at the hold on. Look at the second angle here. Look at the angle that he comes in at. He. I agree with Kenny. I don't disagree that he should have shot in that spot, but look at the angle that he's at. Look at this. Like, look what he has to shoot at, right? Like, what are you talking about? Dude, he, he legit, he's running. He's running. He's And not he's, to mention, Rafa, yeah, Rafa's a four, but he ain't no striker. How many I agree. Shot, he, how many shots does, does he miss? He how many shots does, how many shots does Darwin miss? Darwin isn't missing that. I'll tell you right now, he's not <laughs> missing that. You sure? 
So if it's Darwin, Kenny's all over it for yeah. being a good choice. Listen, listen, if, he listen. Scores, if he scores this, we're not talking about it. But Correct, don't right. say that he doesn't have an option there. He has an he option. Does. Dude, I, better, the, every, can we get a odds? Can we get a poll in the chat? Yeah, get a poll going. What's a more percentage Passing that ball is going to give you more goal than taking this shot. Dude, look at that save. He does, dude. He pulls the save out of his ass. Hundred percent, Mike. I'm telling you right now. If I'm right, you guys. If I'm in Darwin's position and I get past that ball, I'm not expecting it, and I'm probably gonna miss. Darwin's expecting it from like right here. He's like, he's already expecting it here. How is he gonna pass it right here, guys? I'm just saying. Darwin's expecting that. Darwin. I would would not pass. I would not. I would not pass. I thought he was gonna pass it here. As soon as this guy, as soon as this defender committed, I thought he was gonna pass it across. He has plenty of time to make this pass. But anyways, if I know in, in like American football, they have the next gen stats where they give like the probability of a catch or a no catch. If you take the next gen stats on this play, it's more of a higher probability that it's a goal passing that ball than than him taking that shot. Dude, if Hold you on. ask Carlos, if, Carlos said he's quickly running out of room. Decision has to come right away. He isn't sure Darwin is on side. I don't think there are many in that situation that would that would I'm assuming that wouldn't, wouldn't take the take shot. That shot, which yep. is a hundred percent agree with Carlos. A hundred percent agree with Carlos. You get in that spot, you shoot. And and if you pass, if you pass the ball and that one happens to be offside, you'll dude, it's the end of the world right there. <laughs> because you could easily score the, the goal and you pass it to Darwin, who's 95% of the chance, and then you 95% and then of the time. They, and then outside. they hear crucifying, actually, then they hear crucifying Rafa for making the pass and not taking the I, shot. I, actually, I, I don't think he passes the ball because I think I think there were two plays earlier. Where he did make the pass and Darwin like fucked up the play. Right. So so I. But he's not uh, fucking that one up. Okay, sure. <laughs> I, I, he, hey, well, guess what? What happened? What happened? You don't know what would have happened if he passed it. We know what happened when he did when he shot. I it, so. I totally agree. So so every, right like right now we're, we're like uh, it, the ifs don't count. The ifs the if 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 doesn't matter. Like the, the Rafa had to make a decision, and to me. To me, as as he a forward, he made the correct one because he had a chance to score it. The other day, we talked about Darwin cutting in and all that, and 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 not shooting with his left foot. Rafa did exactly what I wanted Darwin to do the other day. He just shot the ball. Like you're you're forward, you have this position, a chance to score, score. Tell tell Ronaldo to to pass that ball. Yeah, so but it's a different you. different type of. Player. No, Ronaldo misses that shot too. Uh, Ronaldo's he's Ronaldo's, a finisher. Ronaldo's a any, finisher, but he's missed plenty of those. Oh, I get, I get that, but if if you have Ronaldo and Rafa in that spot, who do you want to no, be there? No shit, but Ronaldo's missed those shots I, too, I, and I, nobody's compl- and Darwin's missed and Darwin's missed easy ones as well, right? But like yeah. Kenny said, I don't disagree with you and Bill or Carlos in the chat that said nine out of ten, nine and a half out of ten times they're gonna shoot that, and the goalie pulls a fucking save out of his ass. Agree. Right. I don't disagree with any of that, but I don't. I do disagree with that he didn't have another option. I think he had another option. Yeah. And I think in my perspective that it was the more uh, efficient option like Kenny said. That a probability of, of scoring in my opinion. If he was but onside, again, yes. If but again, onside, we're yes. we're having this conversation because the goalie pulled a save out of his ass that he probably doesn't even know how the hell he saved it. But I, I would have been I would have been pissed at Rafa right now and criticizing him if he tried to chip the goalie and it went over the net or it went to the side. But dude, the he, the shot was Perfect, and the goalie happened to like do this, yep. and the the ball hit. Make you make yourself big is what they say, right? Carlos yeah. says the pass opportunity was earlier. The defender took out the angle well. I don't disagree with that either. And um, then if he passes it early, it goes to his left foot, and Darwin has to cut <laughs> in and get, get gets the, the pass intercepted. So I, it's, I yeah, was waiting for that. 
He cuts the defender. Defender goes sliding. Oh, yeah, yeah. it happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He megs the defender. And then, defender and then, runs and by. Then, and then Samuel still and makes then, a save. And then he pretends. Yeah. Hey, the other day, uh, I think it was Avilia that said, yeah, he pretended to shoot far post. He went air yeah. post. But Rafa pretended, pretend 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 pretended to pass to the post, and he went to the try yeah. to go an air post. Then hey, sometimes that happens. Dude, new FIFA, it works every time. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Um, so Benfica drops points, their first uh dropped points in the league uh this season. Uh, we still remain in first place. Um, we have uh, 21 points. Porto's on our heels now with 20. Uh, Carlos says 60 yeah, percent. I, I think 75. <laughs> um, Porto's in second with 20, Sporting's in second with 20, or tied for second. Uh, Studios in, in fourth with uh, 15 points, and Portimonense is, is fifth with 14. Um, Benfica doesn't play in the league again for uh, two weeks, um, and our next home or next game in the league is away to Vizela, a newly promoted Vizela, who are currently 12th. Uh, one win, five draws, and two losses um, with eight points. So, I hope I hope Samuel plays like this against Porto and Sporting after two losses. Yeah, seriously. I hope so. <laughs> if he's got the GG with them. Yeah. Um, moving on. This weekend we had um, a historic uh, moment for the club. Uh, we had elections, um, the biggest turnout in elections of the club's history. Last year, we had history made. Um, it was 38,000, um, just about. Um, this year, we had 40,085 um, actual votes. Um, only soccer club to have a bigger number is Barcelona in the world. Um, Benfica has the second most ever. Barca's um, was last year, right? Or this yeah, year? Yeah, last year. They Last year. And they got rid of uh, um yeah. so big turnout um the end result i think ended up being what we all expected um rui costa had 84.5 percent uh benitez had 12.4 or something like that um in numbers wise benitez had just over 5,000 actual socios who voted for him and rui costa had about 33,000 uh unique uh socios who voted for him and then there were uh, ballots that were uh, cast uh, in blank as people didn't want to have to make a decision, um, which is common. Um, Kenny, I'll start with you. And, and I think we all watched the debate or, or caught glimpses of it. Um, what were your thoughts on the debate? Right. And I'm assuming that the, the outcome was what you expected. Um, and do you think that the outcome was the right decision? Yeah, so I actually was able to to watch uh, most of the debate, and you know I didn't know anything really about Benitez. Um, you know he he did what he could, but I think it was a tough task going up against Rui Costa. Um, also, you know, not only going against Rui Costa, the you know the legend, the player, you know the the mystic behind him, but also because of how the season is going and how the season was prepared. And, you know, coming off the Barcelona win and everything, it was very, it was going to be very difficult to, you know, to put up a fight against them. But I'm glad that there was, you know, someone that stepped in and, and um, you know, he did his duty as a member and a associate to, you know, fight for the presidency. Um, so I, I don't, I don't fault him with what he said or how he came off. I know a lot of people like, oh, he was, he was 
kind of a clown and he didn't know what he was talking about and this and that. Well, it is what it is. I mean, Rui Costa was definitely more um, presidential, I guess you would say, right? He just came off um, appropriately and, and w- with what he was saying and how he was saying it. So I thought that was all good. The, the results, I actually thought it was low. I thought it would be more yeah. like 90-10, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I guess those blank val- ballots um, – I don't know how you can't decide. I mean, you go you go to vote, you might as well vote for someone. But anyways, no, I, I liked it. And I also like that it wasn't a big um a big circus. I feel like last year the the elections were a huge distraction. Um I felt like this was you know, it was set up and then the week came where we had the the two individual interviews and then debate right away, and then the voting and there wasn't, you know, I haven't heard of, maybe there was, but I haven't heard of anyone complaining about the numbers or the, you know, it was such a landslide win. I don't know how you can really complain about it, but I'm just glad that it's done with. I like the result. I'm, I'm behind Rui Costa and it, it you know, it hopefully it doesn't, you know, there's no um, distraction with the team. I would, I would, th- I would hope. And I would think so. No, it just continues now. What are your thoughts before I pass the ball to, to Bill? Um, what are your thoughts? I guess one, what are your expectations for the next four years um, with Ricos and the team? And two, um, right, one of Ricos's messages, and he asked it in the debate as well, and <clears throat> and said it in his message as well, was right. It's time for for there to be unity um, around the club, right? And and we've all talked about it in many different phases in the last two years, more or less. That there's a massive divide. Um, at this club in terms of the fan base, right? You're either, you're either, you know, on one side or you're on the other, there's no middle ground. It seems right. Either you're a Vietista as they say, or you're not. Um, but wanted to get your thoughts one on the expectations and two, do you think that now that he's been elected and he didn't inherit it, right? So he's been elected by the members. It's a democracy, right? We, we finally had debates after 21 years of not having them, um, on our channel, Right. We had the broadcast all day on Benfica TV covering the elections. Right. Like even all if night, even if Benitez knew that he was going to lose, which I would imagine he knew um, there, there, there was some good that came out of him and his team and the movement um, that hopefully carries us forward um, in the three months that Rui Costa has been in this position. I, for one, and, and I'm speaking for myself and I've heard other people say it as well. I've noticed some changes um, around the club, surrounding the club for the better. Um, hopefully that continues. Um, but one, your expectations. And two, do you think we'll ever get away from this? Uh, you know, people are still frustrated because Rui Costa has people in his team that were part of the DSL that people disliked because they were attached to Vieta and all this stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on that? So, so I actually, I have a couple of things to say about that. So one thing, winning changes everything. Okay. There was at one point in time when we were winning trophy after trophy with Vieta, everyone was behind Vieta. So you're not going to, you're not going to um, make everybody happy, but I think winning constant, you know, consistently is going to keep the Benfica nation unified. Um, But there are people this this one this one thing stood out to me. I think it was uh, uh, the Gomes guy, uh, Rui Gomes da Silva. Rui Gomes da Silva. He got in front of a mic and he's like, "Oh, 
in a year and a half, there'll be another election. But I will say last year he got it right. He said in a year that from now, we'll be here. I don't like that guy. I, I, I know a lot of people. There's, there's, he's got quite a few supporters. I, I think that is the negative message during the election to come out with. All right. If you want a democracy, you want everyone to be together and unified. You don't come out and say that. Like that shit, that, that shit pisses me off. the same thing with uh, like Norino Lopes. They only come out and speak when, when the club's at its worst. Right. Yeah, and they're then, finding an opportunity. And then I think there's an election, and neither of those two guys are running, which yeah, I that, think says a lot. I think I think they're opportunists, and and that 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 shit pisses me off. Now, what do I expect for the you know the next four years? <clears throat> One thing that I would like is more transparency, specifically around the transfers. Um, I did agree with Benitez. I think it not that it should be a un, un plantel curto. But there should be more of a thought process behind how the squad is is created. There are a lot of transfers that are made with players that never play, players that come in that don't make sense. It's all a money grab from the agents and the intermediaries, all this all this bullshit. So there should be, I hope that there's more transparency with uh, with Rui Costa around that. Um, that's that's like one of my biggest things. And the second thing would be to just, I think he said it right, to win three out of four campeonatos every, you know, every, every, um, you know, election oh, yes. period or whatever. Yeah. We, we have to, we have to stay on top of that. We can't go two, three years without winning a championship. So that has to continue. And then, and then be competitive in champions league. You know, I know it's tough, but like we, we have to have that mentality that we can, we can hang in there and get out of group stages. Porto does it like Porto somehow, even when they don't have the strongest squad, they do it. And we should be at the same level as them and, and consistently do that. Um, so that's what I'm hoping with the Rio Costa Mandatu. And and um, I don't know how you guys feel, but I would like to see, too, like some more of the, uh, you know, Benfica. I don't know if it's a good idea. Maybe this is more of a, a dream thing, like more players, ex-players coming in. You know, Nuno Gomes, I, you know, see Mounts. I don't know. I saw him in some of the he's clips. There, yeah. So the, I would like to see some, some ex-players that really have some passion behind the team maybe moving into some positions and doing good for the team instead of all these rich fucking, you know, lawyers and all this other bullshit. No, I agree. Um, yeah, he's definitely been, that was one of the things that they mentioned was he's been bringing a lot of the former players. I mean, if you look at the press box from two games ago, I mean that it was littered with, with former players. Dimas was there, Rui Aguas, Valdo, Simao. Um, yeah. went to one of the, like, I, I agree with you. I think bringing those players back, you know, Jonas just went to the to the Seychelles and and met with the Fraser. team again, right? So Fraser was, was at the Barcelona game. He went to the locker room. So I agree with you. I think the guys that have been there that have won, that can transmit that message to the to the current players, I think is there's always value there. It's just a matter of um, do they want to? I think now with Rui Costa in charge and, and Luis Fiera being gone. Um, Carlos Cervos should be a director of flair. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> um, Bill, the thoughts, expectations. Yeah, so I, th- I think, and I think Carlos touched on it. The way the election was, the elections were held this year. I think, I think that in itself, kind of brought a lot of fan people, Benfica's back onto Ricosa's side, right? I think the fact that he came in from day one and said, yep, there's going to be elections and we're going to have transparency. And we're going to, we're going to do it right this time. And, and we're going to have a debate. We're going to do like whoever wants to come on Benfica TV can come on Benfica TV and do their, 
their spiel and talk about what they their plans, that kind of thing. Um, I think that in itself kind of made everyone realize that Rui wasn't in it for like his own wealth. It's more of like his passion for the club. And he really does want to like push shit back into like correct places and get the club back on path. Um, as far as expectations, I mean, some of the stuff he, he brought up, I've liked, right. Like the, the whole, um, the female team, right. Getting them into the Seychelles and getting them like the, into the stadium for their games. Like that, the, the women's league is growing slowly, but it's growing. And, and I think they deserve to be in the facilities that the, the men get right. They, right now I have no clue where they train. I think that they, they, their games are in some, some, some random their field. games are at Seychelles. Are but they? Okay. I don't think they have the same conditions and practices yeah, I, might not but be. But I think they were saying to bring him to the side of the lose on yeah. the big games. Yep. Yeah. I think I think they should have they should have the same conditions that the men are given and the and the same conditions all like the, the junior teams are given, right? They they deserve it. They they won the Tassa a few weeks ago and I think they've been performing well. Um I actually like when he talked about the um renovating the stadium, the exterior of the stadium. For me, I've never liked the, the 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 exterior of that stadium. It doesn't look like a, a five star stadium, right? It, it's nice inside and and has great conditions, but from the exterior, it doesn't look nice, right? It ran it's, out of cash. It's also sixteen Probably. years old. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I think that he's got. I think he has some good ideas, and and, and like Kenny mentioned, winning will kind of change a lot of people's opinions, right? If if he puts a good team out or finance is a good team essentially um and they they get some good results and win and, and they get like the futsal back on track winning and volleyball and um all the other sports i think that will help bring the fans back um and I, i'd like the fact that he's he's showing his face right he's not just going to the the soccer games like he won he won the election and it was like five in the morning there when he had his yeah. speech and then he was at the futsal match in the morning and then went to volleyball right after it. Like he's, he's making it known that he's not just the president for, for, for the, for the A squad, for the soccer team. Like he's, he's going to all the movies, all the other sports and and, and making his face and and making it known that he's going to support those teams and give them the backing that they need to, to be successful as well. Oscar, I'll pass it to you, but before I pass it to you, Tiago has a comment here. A única coisa triste no dia das eleições foi os 10 minutos da antena do Vieira na BTV, which uh, concordo I e, e concordo. Um, I agree I with... That to Mike. I was I, a little surprised. I'm not surprised. He is still a member of the club. He has been accused of crimes. He has not been tried or, or he hasn't been uh, convicted of anything, right? There are accusations. So at this present moment, he's still a member of Benfica. Um, he hasn't been expelled from the club, um, so he has every right to go and vote. Um, what I didn't, and he has every right to have his voice be heard, right? In an interview, he's a former president, right? He was there for a long time. What I don't agree with is what he said. That's what I don't agree with, right? This guy's in court. He got dragged out the back door um, by the police, uh, you know, theoretically, um, and then to come on Benfica TV in the time of an election where there's been change over the last three months to say things like, um, you know, democracy, a mais, faz mal este clube, right? Things like that. Like, 
you know, Oscar talked about, uh, I think it was Oscar that said, or it might have been Kenny, about like sending a negative message, right? On like in a day end of election, after what you've gone through in the last three to four months, for you to come here on the Benfica channel to say things like that, like, and then basically paint the picture like Benfica didn't exist before me. That I didn't like. But the fact that he was able to vote, the fact that he was interviewed, I'm not objected to that. I'm objected to what came out of his mouth on that day. So, so I didn't, I didn't catch that. Was that just like at, at the uh, outside the stadium when he was? No, it's in the stadium. So during in the pavilion oh, so when, like, when oh, you so voted. He did a, okay, okay. So Before yeah, they had like, like, a, like like a fan. So they, obviously the TV is going to go to him because he's right. Vieta, and yeah. they they questioned him, and he was and they inter- to, yeah. yeah they interviewed they, him off to the side. They had an area where they interviewed Benitez. They interviewed uh, yeah. Rui Costa. And they interviewed him. And again, I don't disagree with that because he's been accused. He has not been convicted, right? If it comes to be convicted, then, and he did rob Benfica or do anything related to Benfica, then I agree. He should be expelled as a member. And Rui Costa said it in his in his lead up to the, to the situation where he said, you know, if it comes out that people did do things that they either abused their power within Benfica or they did something negative to Benfica, whether they're my closest friend or not, right, action needs to be taken. Hopefully he stands by that, depending on how this case turns out. But I just disagree with what he said. Um, Rui, Rui and, and I think many others still stand behind Vieta, right? I mean, they, they still well, they can't. Him. They can't. Well, he can't talk because of the court. They can't communicate. They can't communicate, but like I, I'm. But Rui I don't think Rui Costa. I don't think Rui Costa uh, stands by him. You know, Rui Costa mentioned him in his speech when he got inducted as the president and said, "You know, we can't forget the good things that he did." And I agree, right? We can't just throw it out the window. He did a lot of good things. Did he do a lot of bad things? Of course, everyone's gonna. I don't think we can look back on a president that said that we can say all he did was good things, right? There's gonna be bad decisions along the way, um, but I think once again. As Oscar's been a defender of, right, he's innocent until proven guilty, right? He's out of the club. Let's move past it. We draw the line in the sand. He's still a member. If he gets convicted, then we can take that next measure, right? But until then, he has the right. His problem for me was what came out of his mouth in that time. He had an opportunity to just be Switzerland and, you know, say something simple and basic Right. And instead, like he comes out and like guns blazing, like this fucking club didn't exist before me. I did everything, you know, and too much democracy is a bad thing. Like who the fuck says that too much democracy is a bad thing when you didn't allow debates. Right. You were totally against it. Like like those sound like words of a dictator to me. Right. What he's saying. But nor here nor there. Uh, Oscar, before I pass it to you, Carlos says. Uh, they got to do something about the bare cement on the seating seen from the outside, paint it or block it or something. Um, Tiago, all are innocent until proven guilty. And I agree. I agree with that, right? Uh, he's innocent until proven guilty. But at the law, right? Stay away from the club. Don't be involved. If you're going to say anything, again, don't say anything stupid. And that's what he did. And that's the the only thing that I disagree with. Awesome. Uh, so, so I have a question. Uh, this is a question back to you guys. And this is a just because Ronaldo is the best player in the world compared to Messi. So Ronaldo got accused of rape. Should he not play soccer until he gets a sentence back? Uh, what do you what do you mean? Ronaldo got accused of rape. Yeah. All right. In the sport of in in, in soccer as a professional, if you're yeah. acu- if if you're convicted of rape, you're not going to play soccer. Okay, he got accused. Right. 
same exact situation Man. with Luis Felipe. He got accused of something that that hasn't been proven that he's done. So hold what on, should, hold what on, should, hold wait, on. Wait, 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 I'm not done. So what what should what should change on this case compared to a footballer getting accused of committing a crime? There's a difference though. I'm going to explain the, I'm going to explain right, the difference. All right, go ahead and explain the difference and now I'll go on. The difference between Luis Felipe's situation is that his his issues and his convictions all revolve around money. Money accusations. And, Okay, but in his position, because of his accusations, his current role and his job and his function would have allowed him to continue that process while they're trying to figure out this whole trial and what's going to go to trial. Ronaldo was accused, right? But his job doesn't impact that trial or what could or could not come of it, right? Mendy, for example, from Manchester City, he's in jail right now, right? Like he's not playing, he's not doing anything, right? right. So I, he's, he's, also, he's also he's also cute. So why is he in jail, not Ronaldo? Because There's accusation. I, but I think because he the court, has, the courts he decided, up, decided to to keep him in correct. jail rather than leave him out on. Well, are you talking about the accusation here in the states? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, you can't a, do anything about it in a different country. That's, I mean, that's one yeah. difference. I, I just like to me, to me, it's, it feels like what if a, a, a un delgado do Porto comes and says Rui Costa committed this crime, puts a suspect out to the internet, the suspect that goes into Bichiga Sound from the the police, and then Rui Costa has to leave Benfica, like like that. So accusation to me is an accusation, mm -hmm. and Correct. until you prove him guilty, you shouldn't be leaving your charge. I, I mean, I mean, I. I Believe me, I like Ricosta in the president role more than I like Vieira. I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to be fair. I'm trying to to if if somebody now comes and says, "Oh, that was easy to get rid of Vieira. Let's get rid of Ricosta too. Let's accuse him of a uh, of fraud of this of that." And then until it comes out three years later, Ricosta can't be a Benfica. But the difference between being accused right by somebody going and say, "Oh, this guy did so and so," mm -hmm. they have a massive list of things in the court, right? They have evidence. Now it's a matter of. He putting said, she together. said, right? Putting it together and, and holding it up in a court, right? But I get what you're saying, right? You go and cry wolf, right? And then everyone's like, oh, this guy's a bad guy. we got to get him out, right? The the whole point of it is, and and they've talked about it in the campaign, was uh, and all this stuff, right? And that was the problem because he's going to be in court. And whether the cases have to do with Benfica or not, it's always going to be tied with Benfica. He's not even Benfica's president. And when this goes to court, it's going to be front page because he was Benfica's president. Right? It was Benfica's time. Correct. Right. What, 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 if, what if this all comes out? Like he said in the, like, the 10 minutes he had of right. Benfica, he said, I'm going to clear my name. I'm going to clear my name. I'm gonna, is and it, I hope he does. It's gonna come, then what happens after? If he clears everything, is, he's innocent. What happens? Then he can run for president again. <laughs> he's he going home. He, he's gonna clear his name and he's gonna drop. He's gonna throw so many Dude, people. So much, he's so so. And he has and he, and he has and, every right to do and, it. And I and I think if if he's be, if he's if he thinks that he's innocent or if he if he in his mind for him to come to say this if he know if has a slight chance of being innocent of the, what's been accused of, and then Benfica treating him the way they treated him, he has all the right. To but come Benfica back. didn't. What did Benfica do wrong? Dude, everybody basically said. Throw him to the wolves. Okay, but Everybody, Benfica, including listen, fans. You mean listen, throw him to on, the wolves? Hold on, hold on. Benfica had to distance themselves from this. Correct. Benfica Correct. wasn't being accused. Luis Vieira was being Correct. accused. So Benfica Correct. had to distance 
themselves, the, only, the club, the only, the only from guys, him. The only guy that I've watched on TV. Don't say what I think you're going to say. It's the only guy that I see defending. That guy sucks, dude. That guy is the, that guy should not be on TV anywhere. I know. He's the only one that's defending him. Everybody Benfica, else. Benfica didn't throw him to the wolves. Benfica had to distance themselves because of what was going on, right? If Benfica continued to protect him, right, then they're going to say, "What do they have to hide?" Right? Nothing Benfica, to hide. Prove it. Prove him. Prove he's, okay. he's guilty, and then get him out. Okay, no, but it, we can't. We can't have him there. It, it was a court order that he had Correct. to, in he, order for him to get released. Um, he had to. He had to step down. He had to step down because of his the cases that were against him. Against him, he could have basically continued to move money around if it is in fact what he was doing, and he gets convicted yeah. for it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Now, regarding to to Ricosta, I think I think this was the best outcome possible for Benfica. I think that if anybody can unite Benfica, is going to be Ricosta. He's he's got the the fan base behind him. He's got the knowledge behind him. He's got the experience. Um, he 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 basically like he he keeps repeating it himself when it's some. I grew up in this club. I I I did it. My life is this club. Uh, I lost I lost a lot of money just to represent this club. Like he he means he, like he breathes Benfica, right? So if anybody can unite Benfica from the two sides, the only the ten percent that didn't vote for Ricosta is the people that still believe he's part of part of, part of Vieira, right? Yep. So the Vieristas compared and the other ones when it was divided and Ricosta came in and basically lumped it to one side, but he still has the 10 people. They're like, oh, he's part of Vieta, Zita Sam. So he's one of them. And I don't give a shit if he was a legend. He's still one of them, right? But I think with time, with like Kenny said, with winning, um, if we keep winning like this, if we can getting good players to come play for Benfica, because Ricosta is, is an attraction. Like Ricosta can talk to a player in Spain and convince him to come to Benfica because they respect him. So, and it didn't, it's not the same thing with Vieta going to a player in Spain and be like, hey, you want to come play for Benfica? Who the fuck are you? You have a mustache and you, you look like <laughs> your grandfather. I, I think right? that was one of the major so, reasons why Vieta brought Rui back. Right, right. And so, him on the Dita song. So when, when Ricosta talks to a player like Weigel, he can convince Weigel to come to Benfica to do, like, and, he, and Ricosta said it. It's not it's not for Benfica to come and get Weigel to be captain and stay here until he's 35. It's a stepping stone. It's convincing. It's it's a it's a way to, to convince players, and Ricosta's good at that, is come in, We'll, pro we'll basically bring you up and then you can make the jump to the big to top five leagues and 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 uh you believe it or not that's what portugal is portugal is a, a stepping stone to these five top, top five leagues and and i i mean i saw the debate with the benitez and and uh, rui costa i was blown away because i i'm like this benitez guy I guarantee you've read a freaking dictionary he like, had more notes than oscar did no no he, he legit like like i think they already gave him the questions obviously that's that's yeah. a given and then he legit had to look down and, and read the yeah. answers and i'm like the guys anybody could have wrote those answers for him and he just did his reading what is he doing there rick costa came and just spoke from that like i said he spoke from experience he spoke from knowledge and he has a lot to thank Vieta for this because under Vieta is where he gained all his experience. He came in and he learned everything. Benfica, to some credit to Vieta, before Vieta came in, were in shambles. Shambles, like legit, like shithole. And Vieta came in, built a, a whole new stadium, or the whole stadium came after with Vieta, right? The, the, Correct. The but like, hold on, hold on. Before, before Vieta, right? And that's, there's a period there that people forget about. Tomasi, right? No, Villarinho. Right? 
Yeah. Villarinho is who brought the stability to Benfica. And then he, uh, uh, Lucio Fieta, basically continued on with that progression, right? And you say Benfica got a stadium. Sporting and Porto have a brand new stadium too. I know, but 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 when Benfica it was part no, of the Euro as ben, well. Benfica had no cash, and now Correct. they they built the whole Seychelles. They built the whole the, like the, the the youth team. Is, they have all different levels, all the way down to like whatever U U fourteen or whatever it is. And 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 this is a lot to do with with Vieta building this this okay. this from the ground up. So Rui Costa came in early when Vieta, like as soon as he retired, he became went part of the. It was like 2006, 2007, right when he yeah. retired, yeah. And, and and right away went to Benfica's Diracel, and he grew with Vieta. He like, and this is I hope the guy Rui Gomes doesn't is not it's not coming true because if he thinks that 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 something like Paul Rui Costa is going to come out and that's why there's going to be Leicester in a year and a half, I hope that's not true. It's not the case. And um, and this continues because I think this is the right step if he could did on this these early songs. And, and and can I just add to yeah, that point, the Rui de Gomez Silva thing? If if that is true, I'll tell you right now that guy is like like fingering something in in the background because if he guesses again that in a year and a half there's going to be a late songs. I'm I'm telling you right now that guy has something to do with what's going on. Like well, he's the, got, or, or he has a lot of insight. He was like there, a mole or something. Dude, he was there forever. He was on the inside. He was yeah. a VP. He was a VP right. to Vieta. Yeah. And yes. he left. He left on his own foot because he said that he didn't disagree. He didn't agree with things that were being done. Um, and he did say a year and a half from now. And not only did he just say that, he said, "Estaremos aqui daqui a um ano e meio e o Benfica estará na maior crise da sua história." Yeah. So. If something like that happens, lot that guy's pulling are. strings outside the club, which is that would be insane to me that that he's capable of doing that. Um, and, and I just wanted to add something to Oscar's point too. The with with Vieta, right? Um, so all all of that and the Seychelles, right? I think Seychelles probably his one of his biggest um, yeah. you know achievements, feats, yeah. achievements, whatever. But to me, the way he put like I know Benfica was a global team, like it was globalized. But I think Vieta did a really good job with keeping up with making Benfica a global brand, like, like, uh, social, like on social media and every, like just just building, making sure that we stayed up to the 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 you know the Barcelonas and the Real Madrids on every level. Like, there's there's nothing that we fall behind in, you know, except for maybe you know results on the field, right? But like as an organization, as an organization, like we have every capability every other team every other like top, top 10 team. team has and i think that's that's a big achievement on his part because you know portugal's a small country i mean we we kind of we, we're like kind of focused internally within the portuguese um you know ecosystem but like to be able to expand i mean we benfica travels with the uh international championship right i mean they get invited to all those events yeah. we're we're like a pretty big deal i think in that aspect. So I think Viet has something to do with that global brand and branding all the, you know, the Petrosinianos and all that, all that stuff. Like, I think it's a pretty big deal that, that he was able to, to keep us on that top, top shelf. I agree. Um, quickly ask you a question. Giuseppe says also known for having one of the best youth academies in the world. 100%. That, that comes with the Seychelles. Um, yeah. Again, he, he did a lot of good things. Um, but I think it's a point in time where he needs to distance himself until everything legally is sorted out. And then um, once that's done, then I think everyone can take their own, make their own opinions of, of what the end result was. But in, in the interest of himself and the club, 
I think it would be best for him to just separate himself, keep Benfica's name out of his mouth in, in the interim, and then th- if, if it turns out he didn't do anything wrong, then he didn't do anything wrong, right? But we'll we'll find out when that when we cross that bridge. Um, quickly going to ask you guys a question, and it'll be more of a discussion in the coming weeks. Um, I just want a yes or no. Bill, um, I'm going to try to see if we can get John Texter on in the coming weeks, um, now with the elections behind us. Um, do you think, right, talking about globalization, growing the brand, becoming a, a, a massive global brand, do you think that Benfica would benefit from having an external investor um, while still maintaining um, majority of the SAD? Or do you think, are you in alignment with this, a lot of the, the Benfica mindset of Benfica dos socios, um, and we don't want external investors? Uh, 15 seconds. Bring in the money. <laughs> I mean, it's the modern game, right? You can you can hate it all you want, but the modern game is you need the money, right? You need the financial backing to be able to buy these players, right? Benfica can't go out every year and spend $100 million, right? We did it last year, and we bought good players this year, but we can't do that every year, right? There comes a point where we have to sell. And I think having financial backing, having – some kind of asset there uh, financially, I think helps. And I, I mean, buying her and essentially run the same. Oh, could I do? I said 15 system. seconds. <laughs> okay. Well, this, well, I don't, well, Oscar, 20, 20 seconds. Oscar, you get 20. I, at the beginning, I was not at the idea of uh, having people come in and invest and then take the team from the sausage, but an investor, like I just look at PSG. We're, as, as soon as they had money to back up, they got Neymar's, Messi's, and Mbappé's, and all the bullshit, right? Mama so pay. yeah, so like you have to like I I want Benfica to be big. I want Benfica to compete in Champions League. So I, I'm all for the money coming in. But would you prefer an investor with Benfica maintaining majority of the sod, so yes. they still the yes. sod still owns yes. the club, yes. or if there was a deal that someone some big oil money tycoon Shani. came in and said we want to buy the club would you be i i, I don't like I, I don't like that i think i think uh, i think uh, i like an investment to be a backing for Benfica financially but i like the the, the team to still belong to the sausage yeah. kenny all right so i i yes i think without giving up majority that we should bring in someone like uh, like him because here's my view soccer is a humongous business to make money right there we need to we need to broaden ourselves and getting someone with with expertise and experience in in um the industry and outside of the industry willing to grow the brand not only benfica but i think it will help the portuguese league itself because we need if we want to compete like we're not going to be able to still bring in the the top players right it's going to help but we're not going to be able to bring top players to the league because it's the portuguese league but if we can increase the exposure within Benfica and then within the league and maybe other investors come pouring money into other clubs like Porto, Sporting, Braga, then I think we build the league. Then we can probably compete with, I don't know, this is probably a long dream, but the top five in the world. But until then, I mean, I, I yeah, I agree with Oscar, like not giving up hundred percent ownership, but you know, keeping majority, but bringing in the, the players to be able to kind of broaden and, you know, make money off Benfica and, and, and soccer itself would be huge. I agree. Yeah. I wouldn't want full ownership, but I think having strategic partners and investors um, that can kind of take us to that next level and open doors that we haven't uh, explored 
uh, at the moment, like Bill said, like a Bayern Munich. Um, I think they have three key investors and uh, we know how well they do financially. They're very stable. Do you think um, Rui Costa would be open to? He said idea? he said he would. They asked him, okay. and he said he'd he'd be willing. He didn't want to do it until the elections because one, they all officially stepped down, so he the technically the Dsm couldn't do it. Um, but he wanted to do it after the to the elections, and it would be a stupid decision on his part, which he already said he would, um, to not listen to any investors. And and Absolutely. then again, you know the 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 at all would have to be made for for the for the Sussies to to decide and vote on it, but. I agree. I think it's a good idea um, and it could take us and project us to that next level of being able to to be alongside some of those big players in the world and not always constantly being behind, um, you know, and hoping that we can pull a rabbit out of a hat. We'll, we'll uh, throw off the Portuguese league, though. Completely throw it off. But like Kenny said, right, it could it could drive further investment, right? It could drive. But in terms of investment into other clubs, but then in the next year, they're going to start to divide the TV broadcasting rights like they do in the premier league right so these smaller clubs are going to start to get a bigger share of the money rights right so hopefully that is another injection of cash into these other teams to help them kind of stay afloat and start to gain a little bit of stability but i agree with kenny i think the fundamental piece is the league growing as well right or else you end up being like a psg where you just like the league is just for fun and just like fuck this we're gonna win this let's try to just focus on something else the the league the league is like it's important. I know we're we're a small we're a small country, but like if we can get like a big outside like TV right deal, I mean that's how these that, that's how Serie A and and Premier League make all their money is these TV rights. I mean they, they get these big contracts to to broadcast all over the world. If Portugal can get to that level, if they have, you know oh these clubs are getting investors in there, the 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 you know the, the teams are competitive. They're always in Champions League. They're doing well in Champions League. All of a sudden. You know, maybe we're on, you know, we get a TV contract with Gold TV or NBC or whatever, you know, I don't know. Like it, it that's how you, you, you make one of those contracts work for you and put you on a whole different level. I think it has Gold TV, I thought. I, thought. I don't think it's like exclusive. It's it's the no, it's the, it's the league. The league. But that's what John Texter wants to do. Or that's one of the ideas, right? Is he's a content delivery, you know, he works with content delivery networks here, right? So being able to. Um, if he was to get a deal with, with Befica here, right, to broadcast, like Kenny said, right, that would be a massive, massive injection of cash. Um, I know we went over here. Uh, just to finalize, Trofins, Benfica this weekend for the Tazan Portugal. I'm going to go around the table, get me your predictions. Trofins is in the second division. They are currently uh, ninth in the league. Um, not very, not doing very well. Um, they are 14th in the league. One win, four draws, two losses, scored five, conceded eight. Um, Kenny, I'll start with you. Prediction. Uh, so this is probably going to be like a B team, a B squad, maybe PZ plays. <laughs> um, no. In the middle. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's probably going to be... So are we... Did you say we're away? Yes. Uh, I feel like we always like struggle when it comes to this. So I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be a, probably a close game. Uh, 2-1 Oscar? I'm going to say 2-0 Bill? Yeah, I'm going 2-0 uh, I'm I'm with uh, Giuseppe here in the comments I'm going 3-0 for Benfica um, Just an update on our prediction league Jean Malomedal is in first place with 21 points Jason in the second with 19 um, Miguel 
with 18. Pedro, 18. Oscar is in the Europa League spots with 17 in fifth place. Um, I am 11th. Uh, Bill is 13th. And Kenny is 20th. Yeah, <laughs> I forget to put in my predictions. Kenny goes on vacation and then he forgets to send his predictions. <laughs> I send them in, them in after the game thinking that maybe you'll like, oh, I yeah. got to delay my, my yeah, text. Yeah, yeah. Delay, <laughs> delay after the final whistle. <laughs> um, boys, it was a pleasure. As always, thanks to everyone in the chat. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, like it, share it, subscribe. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with the Portuguese podcast with Luis and Ugo. Um, and apart from that, we'll be back next week here with the same crew um, to talk about the Dolphins game and the big match in Munich. Have a good night, everyone, and we will chat soon. See you, boys. Thanks, everybody.